You're listening to the IDP Guys with Sean, John, and Nathan, the Wizards of Fantasy Football. Your go-to source for the individual defensive player strategy. And now, three guys who could only make an NFL team on Madden. Essen mein Scheiße. Essen mein Scheiße. Okie dokie. And welcome back. This is the IDP Guys, episode 58. My name is Nathan. I'm here with my co-host, Johnny. Greetings. And Sean. How's it going, guys? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, So let's launch right into the question. Uh, What player has disappointed you the most this year? Mm, uh, I'm going to go with Zach Brown. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he had a nice week this week, but it's been pretty much crap the entire year. And this is like a top five IDP linebacker for the last half decade. And uh, he's been pretty terrible this year. Uh, Part of it was injury to start the year, but that's no excuse now. He's been fine for weeks. Um, So hope he bounces back, but not great so far. Sure. So, what do you do with him? Because he's on the waiver wire in uh, in one of the leagues that I play in that has IDP guys, and I'm not or I'm not even sure what to do there. Like, do you leave him there? Do you pick him up? What? Where do you go with him? If you can afford to pick him up, I would, because he he had a monster week this week, but it was also an ideal matchup against the Cowboys that can't do anything except pass for like eight yards and run. So that was perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you can afford to hold on to him, uh, he could heat up. Who knows? Well, so who you got, Sean? Well, Sean McCoy. Um, it's just been a fucking train wreck all year. And it's a bummer because he was somebody that a lot of people expected to be suspended. And I didn't think he was going to be suspended. So I drafted him pretty much everywhere. And then he the problem wasn't suspension. He's just been terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. So mine is uh Raekwon McMillan. He's a guy that I had high hopes for going into the season. I thought he was going to be, um, you know, just come out of nowhere and kind of uh, fill out that, that uh, linebacker core in, in Miami. And other than this week, he had, a, had a good week. What John, you said he had like eight tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, which is great. And hopefully he can build on that. Uh, but it just hasn't been there. Like, and what sucks is I got him like everywhere. And, uh, so I'm still holding out hope, but yeah, just, uh, very disappointing. Mm. This week's news. Alrighty, a lot of news this week. Uh, first one is Adrian Colbert, safety 49ers, went to IR. Uh, that's not too IDP relevant if you're playing a safety out of the Niners. It's Jaquiski, so not that big a deal. The biggest uh, bombshell this week was Quan Alexander with the ACL done for the year. Not great. Uh, I lost some Quan. You guys lose some Quan? I lost some Quan. <laughs> yep. Yeah, everywhere. We all lost some Quan. There you go. Uh, So it looks like for now it's going to be a Darius Taylor filling in for him with Kendall Beckwith eventually taking over that role and Taylor moving back to his original home of Strongside. So if you can pick up both, I'd pick up both. If you can pick up 
only one, grab Taylor for this week, and then we'll see what happens after that. How long do you think Beck, Beckwith's on the pup, right? Uh, no, he's just out. He's just out, so he could come back anytime? Yep. All right. Not this week, though, mm-hmm. from what I've heard anyway. Uh, Amari Cooper to the Cowboys. Uh, that, I, that, yeah, I, um, that was, yeah. What What are you thinking? That's the dumbest shit I've seen in a while. We need that first round pick for other shit besides a guy with the highest drop rate in the entire mm-hmm. league. And we can't throw the ball further than 10 yards anyway. So what the hell do we need this guy for? It, it's just, uh, it was so, so goddamn stupid. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. Um, but yeah, not like we're going to miss that first round pick next year or anything, but no holes anywhere except for uh, underachieving wide receiver. Now we got that one checked off. Yeah. Uh, Amari Cooper has always been one of those guys that I stayed away from because of his drops. He'll, he'll, if, if he didn't drop all, you know, all the balls in the end zones that he, he has all the targets he's had in the end zone, he'd be like a crazy great wide receiver the past few years but just has never been um, able to hold on. And, and that's why I always went Crabtree. But, you know, I, I and I still go Crabtree because he's doing all right in uh, Baltimore. And well, Baltimore has three top 24 wide receivers. Right, okay. right, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you guys know what two receivers led the league in drops last year? One, uh, one was Cooper. No, because drop stats are just like, there's no... There's no criteria for it, so it's different everywhere you look. Yeah, but they, these guys have something in common. One was Amari Cooper, and the other was Des Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> and both are uh, have been on the Cowboys. Right, right. That's our idea of a top-tier receiver. Uh, Marshawn Lynch to the IR. Sean, what do you think? Are you playing Dougie Doug or Mr. Richard there? Uh, neither. I think it's going to be probably split between the two of them and their team is a fucking train wreck. They're selling. So I don't know. Gotcha. I I think Doug Martin's probably the one you have to pay more for. So if I'm picking one up, it's probably Richard, but that's just strictly based on the fact that you don't really have to pay for him. Mm. So I got a question here. Um, I had a trade floated to me today. Uh, in one of my leagues, uh, Jalen Richard for um, uh, fucking the red-haired quarterback. Uh, Andy uh, Dalton. Andy Dalton. Um, should I take it? or Offered you what for Andy Dalton? Uh, I get Andy Dalton. He gets Jalen Richard. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't ever. You get Andy Dalton? No, just... You can pick up a quarterback on waiver wires. There's yeah, no reason yeah. to ever trade for quarterbacks. Well, true. I'm just thinking if you're saying Jalen Richard is, you know, nothing. If I don't even know if I have a need at quarterback, but that was something that popped up today. I it, I don't really want Dalton, but I figured I'd ask. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Albert Wilson to the IR also, possibly. Apparently, I haven't looked today. To see if it happens or not. Stills is hurt as well. Yeah, he's probably not going to play Thursday. So Amendola's stock goes up. Grant's stock goes up. Anyone else? Is Parker going to play or not? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, personally, I'm Amendola is the one that I would target there. I don't know. It's yeah. whatever. Yeah, for I mean, for a one week or so spot start, that's not terrible. So no. Um, 
No, but I mean, still not super ideal, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, right. You got to be desperate. Uh, Sony Michelle week to week with a uh, knee injury, which is good because he was carted off and it looked a lot worse than it was. Uh, Derek Barnett to the IR as well, the uh, defensive end on the Eagles. Michael Bennett's been playing really well the last couple weeks. Uh, I think this helped him tremendously. Uh, he may be a good option for like a short-term defensive end or bi-week guy or whatever. Um, and also Leighton Vander. Leighton Vander. I said no, Okie dokie. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> only played 35% of snaps this week uh, with Sean Lee back in the lineup. And the thing was, earlier in the year, he was playing this kind of small amount, but he was still producing. Uh, he didn't do that this week. So, I mean, it it's it's the law of averages. The same thing happened to John Bostic the last couple of weeks here. Um, if you don't play enough, you're not going to have enough opportunity to to get the points. You know, you need the playing time to get the points. So... Uh, I would I would put our Eschmine Scheiser on the bench for now and and wait for Sean Lee to get injured again because he will. That's mm. that's a fact of life. Yeah, those are the facts of life. Yep. Um, one last one here that happened while we were prepping. Everson Griffin will resume team activities tomorrow for the Vikings. Nice. Yeah, that's great news. Very good news. Um, hope hopefully he's gotten everything kind of in order. I would. Assume so. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's been pretty quiet on that front. So that, you know. that's a good thing, though. Good for yeah. him. Yep. Yep. That's it. Gut check. All right, now it's the time uh, of the sh- part of the show. Man, I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> it's your EPI. You're dehydrated from all, from all the diarrhea. I'm literally chugging Gatorade. Like <laughs> I have two in front of me. I I'm not dehydrated. I just can't speak. Um, like I often say, is your number two a number two? <laughs> Mine looks like a number three. <laughs> yes, yes. John is convinced that I have uh, exocrine uh, pancreatic insufficiency. Correct, uh, because of horrendous diarrhea yeah so Jesus now that we've uh, <laughs> gone far past what our listeners need to know um let's get back into gut checks. not even our listeners i don't fucking need to know that <laughs> well now you do well the more you know that's it the more you know right um so we basically in gut checks we pair two sets of defensive players and a set of offensive players uh talk about their merits uh, against each other as if we were setting our lineups. And then we put it in a fancy little tweet and send it out to you guys in a poll to see what you think. And then we talk about it the week after. So let's go with last week's uh, gut checks. And we'll start off with um, an an interesting one. I know we, um, had some good discussion about this. Uh, two wide receivers, Minnesota's Adam Thielen and Kansas City Chiefs Tyreek Hill. We had uh, 198 votes, 83% went Adam Thielen. Mm. Yeah. 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 As it should be. <laughs> truth. Yeah. Truth. Um, and I agree. He is the uh, safe. Uh, Seventh 100 yard game in a row. Yeah. He's the safe choice. 
Yeah, this is like historic consistency right now. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get any better than this. So. What, what's he up there on receptions now? It's got to be 60-something, right? It was at 50, um, 58 the week I before. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, he might break that record, too. So the next one is a pair of linebackers, Dallas's Jalen Smith versus Cleveland's Joe Schobert. 99 votes and 65% Jalen Smith. Hey, all right. There you go. We all took Jalen too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the last one here is a pair of defensive ends. Seattle's Frank Clark and Arizona's Chandler Jones. 80 votes. And they went Chandler Jones with 67%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Johnny, want to hit us with the new ones? Sure. So uh, we'll start with a pair of offensive, not quite vomit tight ends, but um, you know, probably a tier above that. So most tight ends are vomit this year. So yeah, these guys are at the end of like decent tight ends. So the first one's Trey Burton, Chicago. Uh, has played and started six games this year with the bye. Twenty-four receptions, three hundred twenty-five yards, four touchdowns, zero fumbles lost. Going against David and Joku. Tight end Cleveland also played and started six games this year, or at six out of the seven, excuse me. Uh, they haven't had their bye yet. 31 receptions, 297 yards, two touchdowns, zero fumbles lost. These guys are points apart in uh, the league I took this from. Uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, I would I would probably go Trey Burton just because I think Trubitsky has a little more experience and is playing a little better this year. But I'm very interested to see what you guys think. Go ahead, Sean. Um, yeah, I go on Joku here. I think he's better, and I think he has the better quarterback, and I'm going with it. Yeah, I think I agree with Sean. Um, just on, I I feel like when the ball's in Mayfield's hand, uh, he's got a better chance of completing the pass, and I feel like Njoku has been in some, <coughs> excuse me, good situations, and um that that could continue. Have you guys looked at Mitch Trubisky's stats last like two, three weeks? Yeah. His stats were fucking terrible last week. He just put up a lot of, uh, rushing numbers. Yeah. That doesn't help Trey Burton. So yeah, Trey Burton's had some good weeks. Trubisky's still not very good. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Uh, next one pair of defensive tackles, Larry Ogunjobi. Defensive tackle Cleveland played and started all seven games for them. 17 solo tackles, 10 assists, four sacks, no force fumbles, six tackles for loss against Fletcher Cox of the Eagles has also played and started all seven games. 15 solo tackles, seven assists, four sacks, zero force fumbles, four tackles for loss. Uh, I'm going to go with Fletcher Cox just because of the consistency. Ogunjobi got like the majority of these stats in the first two or three games this year and really hasn't done much since. So can confirm he is on my roster and no. did he put up a goose egg this past week? I know he was at zero through three quarters. He, it wasn't great. I remember that. Um, but yeah, he had, he started like incredibly, but has slowed down significantly. Whereas Fletcher Cox will get you something most weeks. Right. Yeah. Uh, I in agreement here, Fletcher Cox. Alrighty. Uh, last one is pair of linebackers. They're very close in points uh, with each other. Blake Martinez of the Packers has played and started all six games for them. 34 solo tackles, 17 assists, three sacks, two pass defense, no force fumbles, six tackles for loss. Uh, and he's actually short one game because Tremaine Edmonds played and started all seven games for the Buffalo Bills. 
39 solo tackles, 15 assists, one sack, six pass defense, two forced fumbles, two tackles for loss. Uh, and they're both young. Martinez is in, I believe it's his second or third year. Third year, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going Tremaine. I, I, I feel like he's in a better spot for a better career. Because, um, I mean, the Packers will have a decent offense as long as Rodgers breathes air and the Bills won't for quite some time. So I'm going Edmonds. What do you guys think? I'm taking Blake Martinez. Similar stats with less games. I just think that the Packers defense as a whole needs somebody to eat up all those tackles. And I think that uh, the Bills defense has a lot more talent on it overall. And there's a lot more miles to feed over there. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'll go Blake Martinez here too. Uh, Just taking a look at the points that uh, Edmonds has scored, uh, at least in this one league. Uh, Nothing really stands out as great it's all there's a definitely a good baseline so he is um consistent consistent uh but i think i like martinez's um chances of you know having a a boom game and uh if anything happens to aaron Rodgers and a subpar quarterback comes in we know that uh, martinez can be one of the leading tacklers in the league so Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I wouldn't count on a on a Rogers injury though. Yeah, I mean Rogers hasn't um, necessarily looked the greatest, isn't he? Still kind of nursing the knee. Is it the knee? I don't know what it is, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just I'm not sure that anything's gonna change with Rogers this year. Like, right, I right. I wouldn't. I'm not. I wouldn't betting. count anything yeah. on. Like I wouldn't put any stock in that. So if the decision's being based on that, I would probably go the other way. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. No, I just uh sure. That's interested in helping the show? Make a donation to our Patreon. Click the link on idpguys.org. A one dollar or more donation will get you access to our patron only Discord channel where we will be giving those members exclusive access to mocks, leagues, and other content. $5 or more will get you a special thanks on the show. Special thanks to Matt Morales, Justin Lacina, Antonio De Hoyos, and my Balzac Ertz, our first donor. Hey, it's Johnny the Greek from the IDP guys. Want a chance to interact with us and others in the IDP community? Join our Discord channel, a private chat room, and an app on your phone or computer. Message us on Twitter at IDPGuys, email Nathan at IDPGuys.org, or go to our site and look for the plugin on our sidebar to join. It's a great place to talk all things IDP. All right, and this week we are joined by uh, Joseph Hagen uh, on Twitter. You can find him at Joseph Hagen. Uh, he is one of our newest writers for the IDPGuys.org. Uh, Joe, how's it going? Very good yourselves? Doing good. Good, man. Glad to have you on today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we want to start off with a little bit uh, about you, who you are, so that our listeners kind of get an idea of, you know, the guy behind the uh, words on our website. Um, right. So how, ex- how did you get into fantasy football? What led you into IDP? 
Uh, fantasy football, my brother started doing it, and I just kind of watched him for a year, and I was like, oh, I could do this. So then I hopped on, and I think my first pick was D'Angelo Williams back when he was with Carolina, and he just freaking killed it, and I think I was hooked from there. Mm, nice. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and IDP, it was about six years ago, I had a friend at work. He said, hey, I'm starting a uh, fantasy football league, but it's going to be with defense. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, we went one full season. I think my last two picks in that draft were Luke Weekly in his rookie year, mm-hmm. which he ended up with like 164 total tackles. And then right before that was J.J. Watt. It was yeah. his second season where he went completely off. And from there, I was just like, yeah, <laughs> I need this. Yeah, nice, nice. Needless to say, I won that year. That was nice. Yeah, there you go. Shit, it's a good team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so let's get more into uh, the NFL side. Uh, so who's your favorite team and, and kind of what's the story behind your, your fandom, I guess? Uh, San Francisco 49ers. Mm. So when I was younger, I was probably, crap, maybe five years old. My uh, father was a Giants and a 49ers fan. So uh, we watch all games back and forth, mostly Giants, because you couldn't really see the 49ers over here because didn't have the red zone or anything back then. Mm-hmm. But uh, I used to always see highlights of Jerry Rice and Joe Montana, and I was like, Jerry Rice is absolutely amazing. And from there, I was kind of like sucked into the 49ers. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, so you had a good childhood. You went from uh, yeah. Mont- Montana to Steve Young and – Beat the hell exactly. out of the Chargers in that in that Super Bowl. Even yeah. Jeff Garcia. I'll take Jeff Garcia. Yeah. Right. Jerry Garcia, man. I miss him. He he did it right, oh, dude. He did it right. He married a playmate and kept his mouth shut. He did it right. Right? <laughs> yeah. Unlike Garoppolo's first freaking month of the Niners. Like, oh yeah. By the way, I'm dating a model. I'm dating a porn star. Yeah. Right, right. Good Jimmy. Uh, poor yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. That's that's cool though, man. I mean, obviously not a great season for the Niners so far, but I mean, what's what's your outlook coming up? They're they're building a nice young defense, and if if uh, if they can they can get a full year out of Jimmy G, uh, what do you think? Sky's the limit. Personally, yeah. I mean, what they need to do is get themselves a receiver because they say they don't need a receiving core with Shanahan at the helm. Which I mean, obviously, he's shown he doesn't need much, but you still need a receiver for Jimmy. You need somebody to for him to go to when he needs to. Uh, Kittle's very nice at tight end. Mm. Uh, I honestly think with this team, with the core, rock solid, they need to get a pass rusher. And good news for this year is they're not going to have a great record. They lost Garoppolo. Who knows with Foster with his shoulder. Adrian Colbert's out. He went to IR. So just let all your young players play. See where you go from there. If you end up with a bad record, there's a couple of great pass rushers you can go on because that's your weakest point. Who's your best pass rusher right now? Eric Armstead. Mm. Right. And, and Solomon oh. Thomas, who's super up and down, right? Ah oh, man, Thomas, he's he's aggravating as anything. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple of Niners guys I want to ask you about. Um yeah. so with the with the McKinnon injury, obviously before the season and then uh, Brita being in and out. Um, what do you think about uh, Raheem Mustard? I don't even know how to pronounce his name, to be honest, because I, I think it's Most uh, Air. Most Air, yeah. Yeah, I think so. What do you think uh, about I mean, him? In Shanahan's system, he's actually not bad. He kind of plays that, what Matt Breda was supposed to be, really. He plays that third down role. He's a great pass catcher. 
uh, obviously, I mean, he runs pretty good. He runs fierce. He's fresh. He's still pretty young. He's been in the league for what four years, just playing mostly special teams. Yeah, I haven't but seen anything about him to be honest, yeah. and that's pretty he, rare. I think he was with. I think he started with Denver, played mostly special teams, and was like their third string back. And then I think he went over to Washington, and then over to San Fran. And then he had he played really well on special teams, so they kept him on. And he played as a gunner pretty much. But uh, with all the injuries, he's actually played quite well. And I think it's just that that zone scheme that Shanahan runs. For sure. And then uh, we're going to get to see Richie James at all this year? I would love to. I mean, considering all the injuries, Garcon, I hate to say it, it's kind of time to go for him. It's yeah. going to be Dante Pettis' team soon. Keep Trent Taylor at your uh, slot because he's actually not bad at all no i really like trent taylor i'm just trying to figure out how they would use taylor and richie james you know yeah i know it's tough because richie james is pretty much another slot guy unless you throw him outside like the bears do with gabriel taylor gabriel yeah he he should really be a slot guy too but maybe he could be like what gabriel was for shanahan Richie James is just Anna. so small, though. He'd get he'd get beat the hell up on the outside. I think. I do too. <laughs> I really do too. Yeah, but I, I, don't I know. see with how well Trent Taylor's really produced in his couple of years, even though he wasn't really supposed to. He's I a really shifty route James. runner, though. He He's one of my really underrated guys. It was kind of like I mean I'm not comparing him by any means, but Adam Thielen. He's not like they don't never say he's the most athletic guy, but his route running is just so good. He can get separation on anybody. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things, especially in the slot, is just finding ways to create separation. So I'm a, I don't know. It was kind of a bummer to see Richie James go there, to be honest, where it was like Trent Taylor was one of my big underrated guys last year. And then this year it was Richie James and they end up in the same spot and they play the same role. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a bummer, but <laughs> no, yeah. I agree. I, th- I think that's probably the position they need to bump up the most because their offensive line looks really good. That could also be why Raheem Moser does so well because he's running behind a good line. Yeah. Maybe. Well, and the scheme is designed really well. It makes the little right. line look good as yeah, well. True. So. On the uh, defensive side, tell me your thoughts with Mr. Foster there, because I got to assume that that's aggravating is all hell. He's so talented, but, you know, you, you get these dumb get decisions. Right, right. Like that whole situation, I don't know if I believe if it wasn't true or not. I don't know. He just needs to get his freaking act together. He's got so much talent. I mean, you even saw starting at the uh, at the combine. Started there. He got kicked out. Right. They had to get kicked out from the combine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, that's a really bizarre thing, too, where there was no word of any character issues before that. And then suddenly right. it just all blew up, like, all at once. It was just very strange altogether. I think, I think Nick Saban's really good at hiding a lot of that because they're the <laughs> class act college football team. They rarely have issues, but I think it's it's covered up quite well. Just because they are such a high-profile football team. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Mm, yeah, I bet they get away with murder. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Probably literally. Um, yeah. How about uh, Jaquiski Tart and uh, Buckner? I mean, and uh, Fred 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 Warner this year. You guys got a nice young defense coming along. Yeah. Fred Warner was a nice surprise that he wasn't even supposed to start beginning of the year. They were talking Brock Coyle, but the way Warner played in preseason, it was just like, yeah, we're just going to bump him right into that starting role. So that, that was phenomenal. And then the way he played in the first two games of the season without Foster, it was like, what do you have? 22 tackles in two games. Yeah. He went nuts. He right. Yeah. But, uh, I think if they can have him and Foster, if Foster can get his shit together and stay healthy, that'd be that's a great spot to start. With Buckner, what I really think they need to do is take Eric Armstead, stop putting him where he can't play. He he's a pretty good pass rusher, but he's an interior pass rusher. Move him and then move Solomon Thomas. Make they're all three defensive tackles. They're not DNs. And that's with what you're running, they're not gonna produce on the outside. Solomon Thomas isn't athletic enough. He's very athletic, but he's more of an interior rusher. Eric Armstead, honestly, I think he's too upright for the outside. Tackles can just stand him up. But you move them all on the inside, just interchange them. You have the center of that line just getting a push pretty much every single play. And with how pass happy it is, if you have pass rush up the middle and you can't step up to throw, I mean, that's going to cause a lot of problems. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I agree completely. Uh, thoughts on Richard Sherman. I've heard both ways. Um, I've heard that he's the only guy in the secondary that they should keep. (laughs) And, and then I, I've seen him this year. I'm not, you know, super impressed, but that I also look at things from an IDP skew. So what are you, what are your thoughts on him as like an actual player? As a player, eh, I, I wish he'd play better. <laughs> I don't know. He hasn't really impressed me too much. Not really any of their corners has outside of um, K1 Williams in, in the slot. Yeah, I mean, uh, r- r- he's really actually, good at Greg standing. Maben, Greg Maven has come in and played quite well out of nowhere. Nice. He should, he should get more playing time personally. Yeah, I mean Richard Sherman is really, really good at standing behind a podium and talking. Though I mean, he's he's yeah. he's like what he's really good at is ninety nine rating. Be their defensive fat coach. Yeah, I mean he is a he is a smart guy. He went Are to you Stanford. calling first retirement? <laughs> I, you, know, you heard kinda. it here first. <laughs> you know what? You did great in preseason teaching all these guys. Maybe you should just stick to that. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually a guy that there. he's actually a guy that it would not surprise me at all if he ended up having a really solid career coaching after the fact um, oh, yeah, I see it. and at the it's very like least he's a still dumb going guy to announcing. He's a Stanford grad yeah yeah no he's a he's a smart dude he's got that fire he's got that leadership he's well spoken like I just I could see him doing really well in the booth or coaching like either yeah. one he's gonna have a long career after football if he wants to do that otherwise he puts his degree to use so True. After that freaking uh, pass deflection he had in the end zone when the NFC Championship game, what was it three or four years ago when Kaepernick threw it to the Crabtree? Yeah, Crabtree. <laughs> I absolutely hated Sherman after that because of the interview he had. And then you just, oh, dude, I was like, I can't stand that man. Can't stand him. Couldn't for years after that. And I heard he was going to the Niners. I was like, hey, <laughs> take it. <laughs> yeah. And he just hasn't really shown out that well, but I don't know. Yeah. So, um, 
let, let's get into your articles a little bit and talk about what you're producing for the the website and for us. Um, you mind just kind of going into that and um, where you're going to take it? All right. I've actually, uh, last week was my first week doing a, a top 10 rankings of linebackers and then defensive backs and DNs. And I'd like to keep going, doing that every week, seeing stock up, new people on the list, people dropping out. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually, it, it's just a really fun thing for me to do. Just watch people who's getting better, who's getting worse and who's just staying consistent nice. doing some, something like that. And then not just doing just that one article every week. I like just throwing something different. Otherwise like, uh, different positions, perspectives, maybe, uh, I think the next thing I want to do is go with, uh, a pass rushers in the draft. Like there's three or four coming up in this year's draft, which I think is like the only thing worth it in this draft coming up is a couple of pass rushers. Right. And I think, especially because I'm a 49ers fan, that's what they need most is who is the best pass rusher coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should be some good wide receivers. Too. <laughs> yeah. There's some pretty good receivers, which well, the Niners could use that as well. <laughs> yeah, dude. LaVisca Chenault. That, that's the guy right there. I'm telling you. Yeah. Bless you. Uh, he's he's a he's my best IDP player in college. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, he's really, really good. Colorado State, so no one's heard of him. <laughs> no. Nope. Wait, so you've all. got IDP in the Oh no, sorry, not IDP. I mean just regular player, whatever. Oh, oh he's, gotcha. he's a wide receiver. He's oh okay. Really good though. Gotcha. Yeah, I was gonna say like if there was crap. IDP in college, I, oh, I, man, I would. I would be do that. Yeah. Fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. We'd be all over that. Yeah. But speaking of all of the uh, college stuff, just as a preview for our listeners, uh, once we get closer to the end of the season and everything, we are going to be transitioning into draft scouting. Um, We've got quite a bit of people that are uh, good at that. Sean scouts every year. Hopefully we can get him to write some profiles. Oh, man, it's so much. It's so much. I just like disappear from the world for like three months and just <laughs> nobody hears from me basically it's not even it's like five months it's basically from january till may yeah so that's i I, I enjoy doing that stuff though like when it comes down to like analytics and statistics just to be able to analyze that a statistic and like how the, somebody's usage how much they play what they produce why they produce mm-hmm. it's fun to like figure out where he's going to work like who should go for this? Who should go for that? Who's going to fit where? It's it's, it's intriguing to do. Mm. And once you actually watch the draft and you see it actually work out in some spots, you're just like, hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Like, yeah, I called that one. I called that one. Yeah. Uh, so also great story that I, I wanted to tell the listeners here about how we brought you on, Joe, um, and just the uh, – the interesting vicinities that we're both in. Um, yeah. So basically uh, you were on Twitter just kind of um, putting out some stuff and, you know, um, you were working with or not. Uh, you were like linking us and all that kind of stuff, like interacting. Yeah. That's it. Um, and I kind of caught, you know, you caught my eye and I, I reached out to you and went through the process and everything. And when you sent in your bio, um, you basically had, you live like 30 minutes away from us. Uh, yeah, we're out here like, oh, shit. in Connecticut. Yeah. And it was just how small Twitter is. Um, oh yeah. 
where there's actually a friend of mine who started our idp league the the first one i did he lives probably like 15 minutes from you guys so it was in south windsor now i think he he was living in east hartford for the longest time oh no oh, wow yeah, yeah that is pretty close yeah and yeah. he's always wanted to do something like this and he's been telling me he's like oh dude i'm going to start my own this this i'm like all right all right oh, all right yeah and well, I was for a while there's talking there's doing and uh exactly. we're on the other side of doing so but uh I actually didn't even, I was not even on Twitter for a while. And, uh, my buddy, uh, I call him snacks. His name's mm-hmm. Matt. He, uh, I grew up with him known him my entire life. Literally. Uh, he's a year older than me and he was my neighbor. So growing up, I've always known him mm-hmm. and, uh, he's been in the IDP leagues with us. And he told me, he's like, Hey, you know what, with some of the info you have, you should just start putting stuff on Twitter. I bet somebody will reach out to you. And I was like, no shit. <laughs> I, I would love to write. I was like, I, I've always wanted like sports journalism was a thing that once I went through trying like the whole college deal, I was like, I probably should have went for journalism, but mm, never yeah. did anything with it. And so I reached, I just started throwing stuff on Twitter, and then you guys reached out, and I was like, Yeah, I'll do it. Definitely. Well, it, it must have been fate then, because you're down the street from us, so. Yeah, right. Pretty much. In the grand scheme of things, when we've got people from Germany and and, uh, Brazil following us on Twitter, uh, the fact that you showed up and popped up in uh, (laughs) in our neighborhood was wild. So, but yeah, um, so for everyone out there, make sure you're following Joseph Hagen at Joseph Hagen. Uh, That's uh, J O S E P H H A G G A N um, on Twitter. He's writing some great stuff for us. He's got a couple articles already out there. Um, some of that stuff I believe makes it into the weekly prep. Uh, if I remember correctly, cause it's some of the waiver wire stuff to be looking for. So um, if you go on the website, you can find this stuff in there also when it, when it shows up and, you know, just follow us on Twitter because that's where all of our stuff funnels through. Um, so Joe, it was great having you on. Um, Really appreciate you joining the show, joining the uh, the website, and um, uh, glad to have you. Sorry, I I'm, appreciate the opportunity, man. <laughs> I'm really bad with sticking the landing usually. So. Yeah, it's, ah, it's all right. It's turned no into worries. a thing. <laughs> yeah, it was good to have you on, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it, man. Yep. Hey, everyone. It's the tipster reminding you to go Bogart the IDP guy merchandise and gear it up for the 2018 season in style. So go hit up the site shop and support the no bullshit content we bring you to dominate your leagues. Alrighty, so uh, let's talk offensive waivers, Johnny. Okie dokie, I went with the trending transactions. Uh, we talked about Doug Martin and Jalen Richard earlier, so we'll go ahead and skip those two. Uh, Sean, how about Marlon Mack after his rather ridiculous game this last week? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm still staying away from the Colts running backs. So, I mean, if Marlon Mack's on waivers obviously pick him up anytime you can get a starting running back on waivers it's a good idea but um i'm guessing he's not so i would just i, I mean i'm not going out and actively trying to trade for him yep uh, i would tend to agree uh how about 
we talked about this in the interview somewhat, but Raheem Mostert uh, of the 49ers running back. Yeah. I mean, again, he looks like he's going to be starting running back there. And I, as long as you can get that, you, you do, and he will be on waivers. So, um, something worth looking at. What's up with Breda? I haven't been following that. He just keeps getting hurt. And I mean, he was hurt last year. He's hurt all the time this year. I just, I don't think there's any chance that he's going to have a healthy stretch of games at any point. So, Mm. okay. Uh, LaShawn McCoy got concussed, I believe this week. So Chris Ivory, if he doesn't clear protocol, what do you think? No, if McCoy can't score any fancy points there, I don't think that Ivory can either. Well, I mean, they do have the Patriots defense this week, which is pretty bad. Yeah, it is, but I mean, the Bills are really bad. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, but I mean, load the box, shut down Ivory, make the rookie throw into a pretty good secondary, and yeah, game set match. So yeah, I, I can see your thinking there. How about Tyrell Williams of the Chargers? He's been on fire lately. Yeah, he has. Um, I. It's kind of up in the air for me because you still have Keenan Allen. You still have Mike Williams. So, like, obviously it's going to, like, Melvin Gordon's going to get his run. Eckler's going to catch passes. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure what to think about that. Um, I would say probably stay away. I just don't know that the volume's there. I think that he's really gotten by on just – big plays and you can never count on those, even if you do get them a couple of weeks in a row. So, um, yeah, let me, let me pull up his numbers. Yeah. That's, uh, it's yeah, interesting. So he had three catches with two touchdowns two weeks ago and four catches, 118 yards and a touchdown this past week. Those are not sustainable numbers. So mm-hmm. he's been on my, um, bench in one of my leagues where I've got Keenan Allen and Phillip rivers and I keep looking at him going, should I start him? And no, yeah, I, I keep, yeah, going back to not starting him and, but still getting burned. When yeah, I just feel off. like any league where he's on the waiver wires, like there's other options that are better for you. You know, like it's, if he's in the waiver wires, it's a pretty shallow league. And if it's a shallow league, then you probably are not going to be starting him at any point. So just, in my mind, that's not super useful. Mm. Uh, we discussed Amandola a little bit in the interview. Uh, decent option for this week if you're jammed up, right? Yeah, and like, it's all going to depend on how long Stills is out for. Because if Stills is out for three or four weeks, you're going to get good volume there regardless, especially with a team that I think has been overperforming, and I think the Lions exposed him this week. And I wouldn't expect them to be winning as many games as they are. So I think they'll probably have to throw the ball a little more than what they have been. Sounds about right. How about uh, with Ted Ginn going to the IR, Traquan Smith now? Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, that's what we talked about. Was it last week? Um, uh, must have where been, yeah. It was last week or two weeks ago where it was like, because it was last week it was after a great the option New Orleans game. If Ted Ginn stays down for a significant period of time and, mm that's going to be the case now. So he's one that I really like. There's a ton of upside there. Okie dokie. How about, uh, Mr. Legarrett Blunt, who finally got in the end zone. 
no, not interested. Uh, there's just like carry on Johnson finally had his breakout game. You're not going to have many games where you just can run at absolute will like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, David Moore, Seattle wide receiver. What are your thoughts there? Uh, no, I've been, he's been on my radar since preseason because, uh, he looked really good in preseason and dynasty and all that. But, um, outside of dynasty, I'm not super interested. Okay. How about, uh, Cortland Sutton who, uh, scored on that little trick play play from, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. I, he's been like seeing the field, but He's been getting decent targets. Um, I think the last two weeks, those targets have actually been going down. Let me double check that. So week four, he had six. Week five, he had six. Week six, he had four. And week seven, he had three. So yeah, that's trending the wrong direction. Sounds about right. Uh, How about Ken John Barner while Michelle is out running back bats? Uh, No, I just... It's really unpredictable, and we've seen uh, basically James White went out and took over the show there. Okay, last one I have is Jakeem Grant, wide receiver, Miami. Still no. (laughs) Unless you're playing with return yards. I just, like, he's been in the league long enough that if, and he's been on their roster and just middling in their depth chart, that if they thought they had something in him, he would have seen the field already, and he's just now getting the opportunity because of a injury. So Mm -hmm. you got any guys you're looking at this week? No, I think you pretty much covered them. Uh, Yeah, that's, that's basically all of them. Alrighty. Alrighty then. So uh, let's kick it off with some defensive waivers. Yeah, not too many. This is basically all in response to uh, injuries and whatnot. So uh, we talked about Darius Taylor a little bit earlier. You want to grab him and you want to grab Beckwith, if possible. Uh, that situation will shake itself out in a couple weeks here. But for now, it's Darius Taylor uh, replacing Quan Alexander. Uh, Eric Reed had a nice week this week at safety for the Panthers. He had eight, uh, eight or so tackles, eight or nine tackles. Can't remember exactly what it was. And uh, his snap percentage was at 82, which is around what it was last week. It might have been like 88 last week, but his production's gone up and his playing time has hovered in that mid-80s. So that's not a bad safety option if you need some help. Uh, Foye Olulukun, uh, I actually didn't even see his production, but uh, I know Gary was following him and he's making moves to be the guy to, uh, you know, take over the Deion Jones replacement sort of thing. So... He might be worth an add in like a super deep league. Uh, Thomas Davis had another nice week. If you grabbed him off suspension, you're looking good. Uh, it's linebacker Panthers. Uh, Todd Davis, linebacker Broncos, had a career game with uh, an inter- interception return, sack, like 10 tackles. Uh, you're never going to see that again, but he's been. <laughs> <laughs> so if you didn't play him, you, mi- you missed out. But uh, he's been like a solid end of tier two, dude. Um, this was just like a great game for him. Uh, he played 76% of snaps. That's not bad. So if you need like a week or two guy, or if it's a super deep league, that's not terrible. Bradley Chubb has been heating up. Uh, had another great week, uh, this last week, 88% of snaps, uh, had, I believe two sacks. Um, that's a couple weeks in a row now he's starting to heat up. So if you need a spot start at defensive end, uh, I'd, I'd go there for linebacker. I would not. I would go with someone that makes tackles um, right? just in general. 
because uh, how's that working out for you, Khalil Mack owners? Not great, right? Um, yeah. Raquan McMillan <coughs> saw his snaps go up to 88% this week, uh, and his production went up with it to eight combined tackles. Uh, it's the first like good game he's had all year, and uh, Jerome Baker's no longer out-snapping him. Hmm. In fact, his snap percentage went down again this week, uh, as did his production. So maybe McMillan is winning that battle as the second IDP linebacker for the Dolphins. Um, I'm not pulling the trigger, but if you're super desperate, fire away. Right. Uh, Nigel Bradham, linebacker Eagles, finally saw 100% of snaps this week. That's great news. Uh, He had the week one suspension, came back, has kind of been up and down, but the last two weeks he's been up, and he's finally playing, you know, the entire game. That's great. Uh, Jamie Collins, in relief of the Joe Schobert injury, him and Kirksey both had great games, so if you can get either or. Uh, for the next two or three weeks. That's a great move. Uh, Fred Warner should be good for the duration of the Reuben Foster injury. If you can get him, fire away. And I'm waving you down. Oh, oh. Tell me when you're ready. Uh, ready. Okay, and Leighton Vander. Okie dokie. <laughs> Ash had uh, 35% <laughs> of snaps this week with Sean Lee in the game. So that's not ideal. His production suffered because of it. Uh, Lee's going to get hurt again, though. It's it's just a fact of life. So just hold on to Van Der Esch. He was awesome with Lee not in there. He, he was like a double-digit guy every week. So hang on to him. That'll happen again. And weird one, without Nick Vigil, we thought Preston Brown would be good. Um, Perfect would be good. They both kind of had down games, and Jordan Evans had a decent game for the Bengals with 77% of snaps. I'm not quite ready to add him, but, I mean, if you're, like, super desperate and you need a one-week guy, it's not a terrible roll of the dice, I guess. Um, it's just kind of a mess without Vigil in there. So, uh, same thing with Woodyard. Uh, Jan Brown produced like he used to um, without Woodyard, uh, you know, while Woodyard was back this week, but his snaps went down. So, eventually production will suffer because of that. So, keep that in mind. Um, and, yeah, that's about all I had this week. Make sure you read my instant reaction article. Make sure you catch the start and sit coming Saturday. Nice, yeah, and you find that on idpguys.org. Yep. Uh, with that, let's uh, get into the Week 7 review. Uh, this is where we talk about three guys each, and uh, we give uh, overproduced, uh, satisfied our rankings, and an underproduced. Um, so I'll start it off with uh, the over, and I'm going Grady Jarrett. Um, he had two sacks, three tackle solo tackles and two for a loss. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, he put up a lot of good points for, um, defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, for a defensive tackle that, that fucking out of what out of my mind. I don't know. I train of thought derailed on you there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yes. He had a great week. If you can get those kind of <laughs> kind of numbers at defensive tackle, you're looking good. <laughs> Words aren't aren't working for me today. <laughs> it's the EPI. I feel like that's every week. Every week we it's have. It's becoming stuff. a thing. I think. I don't know. It's the dehydration from the EPI. Has to God be. damn it! So uh, <laughs> my over. I'm going to go with Aaron Donald, who had seventy something points in one of my leagues. Yeah. He had eight solo tackles, one assist, four sacks. Six tackles for loss, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery. That's an all-time IDP game right there from a defensive end. That's beasted. You're saying that's not normal. No, not normal. That's over. That's way the hell over. Um, If he can get me, like, a sack and a few tackles, I'm happy. 
Yeah. Uh, that was something else. Uh, who you got for over, Sean? My over is uh, John Brown, who's actually been having a really nice year so far. Um, but seven for seven, 134 yards and a touchdown is just not something that I would expect. And uh, it was against the Saints. So um, receivers are putting up pretty good numbers against them. That said, uh, he's got a really easy stretch coming up after he plays Carolina. So he's got uh, Carolina next week, and then he's got... Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Oakland, Atlanta. And he's got Tampa Bay like two weeks after that. So mm. he's got a really easy end of the schedule coming up. Yeah, I've been playing him in one league. He's been pretty solid this year. Yeah, I mean, he's got like four must starts coming up here. So yeah. um, while this is probably an over for him, I think that he's probably a safe start despite the fact that I wasn't super high on him going into the year. Man. There we go. All right. So for satisfied, um, I've got Jared Davis, six tackles, a sack and a tackle for a loss. Um, yeah, definitely came in. He, he's, he started off slow and, and this was a really good game for him. Speaking of, um, overall <laughs> as a lions fan, I was very happy to just put the beat down on Miami. Um, how'd you feel about that game, Sean? Yeah, it was great. I, those outside of the Patriots game, that's the first good game. I think the Lions have played all year. Um, I think that the secondary looked really weak. We were just letting Osweiler move the ball on us, but a lot of that was just the fact that we could move the ball and score at will. So, yeah. um, they're playing soft defense and letting them run the clock. Right. Right. Uh, I got ballsy and put money on the game. And it was nice to not have to really worry about it through much of that. There was, I think, one point where Miami got close and then Lions just kept the gas on. Just put an end to it, yeah. Yeah, which is surprising. That's not their MO. They usually like to uh, play with the teams and let them They're able to run the football, which is something that you don't usually see. Very true. How, uh, How worried or not worried are you guys about Seattle next week? Uh, it's going to be a tough one. I, it's one that I think they should win. Um, it's at home, but, um, the games they should win have been the ones they've lost this year, except for, uh, outside of Miami. So I feel like there's a trend that's starting to grow with them whenever they come in front of, uh, when there's a very good running back, um, they tend to get, that's when they can't handle it. Um, out that was pretty much true. Every game except for the Jets game. You got they dropped one to Dallas, who's got Elliott. Um, San Francisco. I mean, they had Brita. I don't know if that's a very yeah, that's, good one. No, that doesn't count. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's really just Zeke. So uh, that's that was my thinking that they just whenever a team can run against the Lions, then um the Lions are going to lose. We shall see. Um, for my Met, or satisfied. I'm going with Jamal Adams. Six solo tackles, three assists, three tackles for loss. That's probably a smidge over his floor. But uh, he's been as reliable and consistent and excellent as they come this year. He's been great. Nice. John? Uh, Tevin Coleman for me. Um, he's had... He's been really solid pretty much all year um, outside of 
one game against Pittsburgh. Um, but with uh, Freeman out, I think this this kind of game, what do you have? He had 50 rushing yards, two receptions, 32 receiving yards. So just that kind of like 80-yard range, tagging a touchdown and uh, every, you know, throw a touchdown in there every once in a while and then get some receptions. I think that's probably what we are going to see out of him until uh, till the end of the year. So. Yeah, it works for me. I picked him up in a few places. All right. So for underperformed, um, I'm going to go with Jordan Poyer this week. He had three tackles, two assists. Um, that I mean, that's not, I guess it's not terrible. It's like, it's like an eight point game. It's not bad. Yeah. But for um, what we're used to with Jordan Poyer uh, being, you know, close to a top tier safety, you know, a few more tackles would be nice. Um, just getting closer to that double digits. Um, that's kind of where I think I'd see him. So I, I just kind of put him under. Yeah. I'm, it's definitely not what he's capable of, but right. what I've been telling people is he's like one of the safest safeties out there. Like right, he right. will always get you that floor. Like, yeah. Yeah. And this, I mean, he, that was his floor right, and, right. but he's been closer to his ceiling. You know? Yeah. 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 I just wish Harrison Smith could learn something from him. You know what I mean? Instead of, being spotty like underwear after Chipotle or just my regular underwear. That's now right. That I have EPI Your EPI underwear. Um, <laughs> so my under is Geno Atkins defensive tackle Bengals had just one tackle assist this week. He'll be fine. Nature of the position shit happens. Uh, it's defensive line. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence didn't do anything for like three weeks, had a huge game uh, this, this week, you know, it happens. It's defensive line. So what do you got for underperform Sean? Uh, Joe Mixon is his worst game that he's played in this year. On uh, I don't know, three receptions for one yard and 50 yards rushing. It's not ideal, in especially the, against, uh, Kansas city's defense where he should have just tore it up. Yes, exactly. That was an ideal matchup for him. And, and yeah, I, I started him at a ton of places in DFS. He absolutely screwed me. Yeah. What can you do? Yep. Yeah. Johnny the Greek. Okie dokie. Uh, so we got the Chargers part right. We just didn't get the minus six and a half right. So we're at two and five for the year. I hope you're not listening to me and you're listening to at Brian DFF on Twitter. He has much better gambling takes. But uh, whatever. And I like I'm going to stop giving them. So th- this. <laughs> Shove them down. <laughs> That's right. Throat. I'm just going to cram them right down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> so this week I'm going with a bit of a risky one, but I, I, I gotta think that at this point in time, the Pats cover minus 14 at the bills. <laughs> it's a yeah. big, big goddamn point spread That's a big point spread, but the Patriots look like the well-oiled machine they've been in years past. Um, the bills don't have the offense to stick with them. And by the time this thing's over with, it's just going to be a bloody mess. I feel like. Yeah. Bills look like the uh, very rusted machine that they normally look like. Sorry, Christian. Yeah. Uh, but, yep. So let's do the records without blasting the music over it this week. <laughs> right, right. Well, before we get to that, let's um, close out here. Uh, make sure you are 
uh, checking out uh, Gary Van Dyke's uh, live start sits each Sunday. Um, they go start at about 11 o'clock. Um, follow him at hbogart27. Um, he's also doing some midweek um, periscopes lives on Twitter, just talking about whatever topic, future, or you know, players that he's he's uh, following. Um, it's really good information. Gary's one of the brightest IDP minds on Twitter, um, and we're glad to kind of have him back. He took a little break. Uh, yeah, he does inactives too. Like when those pop up, you get those live through. You know, we 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 his stream is on. He talks about the inactives and immediately has guys you can plug in instead right. if there's someone like like when Everson Griffin was out, he was like, you can get Stephen Weatherly right here or Foye Olakun and just you know. Yeah, he's got options for you immediately. Yeah, and especially um, on those Sunday mornings, uh, it's it's a whole production that we do. Gary's kind of the head, you know, the face of it. But behind the scenes, uh, John and I are at the computer feeding him information. Uh, we go through all the inactives. Um, any we feed, like give him questions from um, both the uh, Periscope feed any Twitter feeds, um, anything's like that. So make sure first off that you're following him and that you're getting in on Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, it's Wednesday nights and then, uh, Sundays at 11 for those start sits. Um, so also subscribe to the show. Uh, you can find it on the idpguys.org. There's a sidebar about halfway down a bunch of links for Google play stitcher, um, Apple podcast, iTunes, and there's also an RSS feed. If you want to feed it into your pod catcher, um, follow us on Twitter at IDP guys individually. I'm at Nate cheat. John is at orange man, three, one, four, two. Sean is at Lanny one, nine, two, five. Um, also if you feel so inclined to, to help us out, you can donate to the show, uh, IDP guys, or sorry, patreon.com slash IDP guys. We've got a lot of perks uh, for our Patreon donors. Um, one of them is an awesome Discord channel that um, you get an automatic invite into. And there's a public one and then a Patreon-only uh, channel. And, man, there's what do we got, like 25 guys in there now? And half of them have, like, years and years of experience mm-hmm. doing IDP. So um, it's a great resource. You can ask your your questions throughout the week. Someone, if it's not one of the writers, John or, <coughs> John or I, or um, just any of the multitude of um, talent that is in that uh, Discord channel can help you out. So um, definitely also just you can get access if you don't want to be a Patreon to the Discord channel um, on the sidebar you can join um also yeah uh so patreon.com slash idp guys jumping into our records here uh mine i i went six and five this week six and two in college four and four in nfl oh and two in dynasty the monday night game really game really turned my booty inside out (laughs) yeah mine was not good it was a really bad week for me we'll just leave it at that (laughs) let's do it